Welcome to the Paul and Griff Show. You got myself, Paul. And you got myself, Griff. And we are back again with, I guess, the end of season two. And we will announce the beginning of season three and that exciting new format at the end of the show. So make sure you don't miss that. But we have a hell of a lot of stuff to get through. And the first things first is how are you doing, Griff? I'm not too bad, not <laughs> too shabby. Um, yeah, January, we're here. We survived it. Thank God we're out of... Um... It's going very quick already. It's going to be in February before we know it. Weasel, we've got a lot of nothing going on, haven't you? We do, we do. So just embrace it. So you just brace it and enjoy it all. But more and more and more film news is coming up. More and more kind of things are getting released. It's almost like they keep advertising bloody holidays on TV. Like I've just read Easy Cheddar like two hundred fifty percent up on normal years. Like so, <laughs> if people are going places, I don't know where they're going. Oh, just... going places. That's an advertising company. Isn't that was a. Um... I remember going places. Yeah. Yeah. See, I thought it was a link that you did, but it's just a thing. <laughs> yeah, sponsored oh. by going places. It's annoying because, like, normally I run down what's on the show, but I really wanted to be like, "What's on the show? What's on the show? What's in the show?" But obviously, like, then I sort of have to say it. This week we are looking at and dissecting none other than seven. Hey, eh? uh, isn't seven films the movie Seven? Seven films, the David Fincher masterpiece, or is it? Or is we'll it? Find out. Stick with us, and we Stick will. With us, we could lose our heads. It. We might hate it. <laughs> lose our heads. Yeah. Exactly. We might the think outside the box. Might be gonna... making that film. Think outside the box. Oh, so we did there. <laughs> I like it. This week, everyone, you got to see how many box jokes and comments you get from us because there's going to be loads coming we're out just... on the Xbox next week. Oh. <laughs> I see how many boxes I can drop. Oh, I don't even know what that means. Flat pack and everything. Oh, let's get some flat packing. But before we get to seven and the flat packing and everyone else, I guess we've got to start like we do every week in this um with this week's movie news. And we may as well start with kind of what we talked about last week, where it's a teaser trailer. This week, we got a full-on trailer from Cherry. And I must admit, I'm a little bit more interested. I still don't have a... a, I've got a better idea what the film's about now. I must admit. I've got none of that from the teaser. say, if you could have had me guess 10 possibilities of what this film was going to be about, I would not have got fucking any of this. I feel like I've got a better idea, but uh, I don't know if there's any time travel involved in there. I, I don't know. Is he a bank I, robber or is he working in the, is he in the army? I think, um, if I'm honest, this, this could be related to Spider-Man. <laughs> I feel Iron Man's past and um, Peter Parker's lost his head. He's fallen off the rails. Off the rails. Stop robbing there's, banks. But being there's polite. no reason... Yeah, well, we can't connect this to the MCU. I, I think there's going to be some great fan-made trailers of um, uh, Peter Parker losing his fucking minds and joining the army and robbing banks. It, looking it, for it, some Scooby snacks. 
definitely looks it definitely looks good and it definitely looks like something that Tom Holland outside his comfort zone playing. Yeah. Um it, it hopefully it's good. Like we said the cast last week, but Tom Holland is Cherry, Chio Bravo is Emily, um you've got Jeff Wahlberg in there as well, playing a part. I just I, I don't still hundred percent know what it's about. I suppose from the synopsis, like as I said, an army medic suffering from post traumatic stress disorder becomes a serial bank robber after addiction to drugs puts him in debt. I just hope it's not a little bit too out there. I, um, I'm starting to think um that he is with a girlfriend. Yeah. Um his girlfriend either dies or breaks up with him. He joins the army. Um he comes out with massive issues. Um he talks to his girlfriend, but she doesn't actually exist. Oh. And that's like that's the whole That's the disorder the, the yeah. That's the twist. That's my prediction that she doesn't actually exist. And he's just sort of um suffering from sort of stress disorder and he's sort of still with her even though at the beginning you sort of find out he's not. Yeah, true. It's Apple TV. Expect in 2021. We have no date whatsoever for it at this very moment of time. But then, even the other dates, like, I'm still waiting for this um, Paul Hogan, like, Crocodile Dundee film that, like, America's had it. All the other places are on Apple TV, but not here. It's weird, so, isn't it? Um, yeah. I don't know when we're going to get that. But um, Cherry, I'd imagine we will get it at some point. So, we'll just wait. Um I'm talking of trailers. We got a trailer for a brand new Nicolas Cage movie called Wally's Wonderland. A quiet drifter is tricked into a janitorial job at the now condemned Wally's Wonderland. The mundane tasks suddenly become an all out fight for survival against wave after wave of demonic animatronics. Fists fly, kicks land. Titans clash and only one side will make it out alive. The trailer looks absolutely wacko and I'm all here for it. Do you know what? Exactly. This film is what we're all about. It is, we are all about this film. As soon as I saw it, I just thought, yeah, I can see why he sent it to me. This, this film is us. It makes absolutely no fucking sense. You've got Nicolas Cage losing his fucking head, fighting a bunch of craziness. But for some reason, I'm going to own it and watch stupidness about it. I think in the trailer, I think he's offered some stupid money if he can clean clean it and like From one survive night. the night or, or, or one night's work. And he's actually going mental. And they're like, actually, the animatronics, are get, by the looks of it, are getting more scared of him. Like, oh, he he's not trapped inside with them. They're trapped inside with him. Oh, it's, just, it's just so perfect. It, it just looks absolutely... Insane. Nicholas Cage has, has found a new sort niche. of niche for being almost this cult sort of craziness. You know, he sort of almost picked up sort of um Master of B movies. Yeah, like Bruce Campbell. You know what I mean? He's sort of um got that sort of vibe going on. But with he like used to a... be Mr. Blockbuster, he used to be Mr. Blockbuster. Then he went to a little bit like some Oscar like worthy movies, and now he's just kind of like straight to kind of I suppose I suppose straight to DVD isn't a thing anymore. Straight to streaming service. Oh, look at that. That's, that's been invented now. That's that. Uh, I say the whole straight, straight to, to DVD. Don't, yeah. You've heard it here first. Yeah, I might trademark sh- that. Should do. I might trademark it and send it back to you. So, um, 
February twelfth, twenty twenty one. This is the kind of thing like I'd pay to watch. I would. It's the kind of thing I'd be like, we have to watch this film. It's gonna be fucking amazing. About twenty minutes in, the wife will look at me and be like, Paul, what the fuck is this shit? Similar to Troll Hunters. Because some of these B movies are amazing. If you've seen Mum and Dad, Mum and Dad is absolutely insane. Um, it's just, um, yeah, we need we need to we'll somehow get Cage involved in life. Yeah, yeah, do a still Cage night. Oh yeah, perfect. We could call it the Still Cage night. Still Cage night. That'd be amazing. Um, yeah. And then we've got a mini trailer, a very very quick mini trailer for a new TV comedy called Young Rock. Which is a TV series about the Rock's life? Yeah, I mean, obviously, um, I'm a bit of a bit of wrestling fan, so I'd heard about this. I knew about this, and you know, I um, he gave old Harvey Whipperman a van because Harvey Whipperman hooked him up and looked after him in a very young age and got the Rock his first car. So I've sort of seen little behind the scenes bits about this. Um, I don't know how well it's gonna it's gonna work. I mean. He he was the kid of like a very famous wrestler in a who was part of a very famous sort of family. Yeah. So there is going to be a lot of crazy stories, I guess. And if they do that and sort of turn the volume up for TV, it, it could be really um, it could be entertaining. It could be entertaining. Um, I think I definitely like watch the first episode, see what it's about. Yeah. Well, obviously it's about him, but you know what I mean. See what it's like. Um. But yeah, that's due to come out February 16th. This is definitely like NBC in America, so we may not get it for a long while yet. Um, when things kind of come out on channels like NBC, um, we'll see whenever someone like Sky fancy picking it up. But um, yeah, that um, was in the news. And then some away from trailer land, we got some other like kind of big news and small news. Um the main thing that gripped my attention is um, the Snyder Cut. It's no longer going to be for one-hour episodes. It's one shot. It's one big four-hour movie now. That's exactly my kind of... I, I just... I'm here back to rattle some more DC fans. It's just like, come on. I'm over I just... it. I'll watch it, but how long can you play? Hallelujah for, right? Eh? I want the four-hour loop of that. Let's go. It's just, we won't waste too much time talking about it, but yeah, that news came about. Um, the thing is, like, oh, no, all jokes aside, I, I will watch, I will watch it, and uh, I, I do hope it's good. For I the, very for much the, for the sake of DC, because I do actually really like DC, despite making um, jokes every week. I'm a big fan of DC, and I think some of their characters are superior. Um, and, I, and I really hope it's um, it's it's done. But my problem is there's so much hype behind it. I, I can't see how it is. I, so I much hype um, for a film that we've kind of already seen. Yeah, I, I feel like it's destined to um, disappoint, and that's a shame. And and my theory behind this, and hear me out, is they've done it because of this because they did like four episodes over four weeks the ratings can seriously drop between episode one and episode two and episode two and episode three. Oh, the, embar- way, yeah, the embarrassment of that is um, is not worth it. They'll capture, like, everyone's watched it. I just... I need to be invested to watch, like, a two-hour movie at this. 
especially after like making a mistake of Tenet. But like a four-hour movie, four-hour movie at home as well is um, it's a big chunk of change. That's a, it's a lot to ask people to watch. That's a lot of popcorn. That's that's like four bags of popcorn. Like four bags of popcorn. Yeah, some beef dripping. So um, yeah, we'll see what that's all about. Um, there's reports that um, Matt Damon is apparently at the moment in New Zealand self-quarantining because he is going to appear in For Love and Thunder, oh. which um, bit of news. Obviously, um, for Eagle Eye viewers would have seen in um, For Ragnarok, Matt Damon kind of made like a cameo as Loki in like the not the puppet show, but like there's like a little stage show. So I don't know what part he's going to play and how big a part he's going to be. But um, that's quite exciting. It is quite exciting. Um, so like old Matt Damon. I thought you'd um, say Team America too. I thought you were going to get him in that. Matt Damon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Matt Damon. Um, and then there's some other news about Ghost, Ghostbusters Afterlife. So um, Jason Reitman has said that his father um not been feeling very well. But he did actually like come out and he's seen the movie and he was so proud and he cried. And it's supposed to be really, really, really good. But he would say that. I don't know if he would say that or not. <laughs> I don't like the idea of him crying. It sounds nice. Uh, I'm excited about this. I mean, the, the, I was going to say Ghostbusters movie needs to be done, but it didn't need to be done at all. But I am optimistic it'll be better than the, the last one. So. So, yeah, we'll we'll see. Um, there was loads of rumours in the week about Chris Evans rumoured to return as back as Captain America, which my initial instinct was like, huh? Why? We've already like kind of said goodbye to the character. But then he came out himself and tweeted um, news to me. And I was like, oh. And then I remember um, kind of around this time last year, Edge saying the same thing about... A different kind of return. She's saying that Chris Evans is going to be in the Royal Rumble. I think so. Yeah, but the thing is, when you're doing like um, so many backstories that still got going on. This is true. There's no reason uh, why he can't. He doesn't have to be in the next involvement of the Avengers. He, he, his role could be in like um, Black Widow and sort of, I mean. It's... I can use his voice again. I, I, yeah, I don't mind his voice and back things, but. I just don't want yeah, I mean, this one do. Going forward, you can't use it because he's old. He's done. So he can and only be um, used up for cameos in one of the three billion TV shows they announced. And he's kind of like not Captain America anymore. No. Falcon is. But then, as my wife kind of like told me, but don't forget, you've kind of got Loki's universe that she Loki's got into where Captain America technically could still be Captain America I don't know there's so many different universes now that's the thing I mean I, I think he's going to be in if it, if it is true if he does appear it'll be in one of the like one of the specials and stuff like that it's not going to be in the continuation of the Avengers story so I mean it'll be so, like um... cameos and episodes and stuff like that I'd imagine or a couple of parters um, some news for you which I thought would be very pleased to hear Godzilla vs Kong yeah. moves to an earlier release date <sighs> yeah I mean obviously the, the original is is up there as like one of my like, 
favourite sort of little films for wrong reasons. I love um, Kong versus Godzilla. It's one I know is going to be slightly more epic than what I'd want, but I'm, I'm very, um, I'll watch it. 21st of May now. So I don't know where it was, but 26th of March in America has been moved forward and um, we, we're getting it 21st of May. I'm ready. And Nick's ready. We're ready. Um, to my movies, I don't know if you saw the news as well. So there's loads of stuff to talk about. Um, Netflix have announced they're going to have like a brand new kind of Netflix original movie every week this year. I mean, that probably sounds better than the reality of it. It does. Um, it's like I when Sky Movies, no Sky Movies over Christmas, they're like a new premiere every night, and then sort of by the time you got to Wednesday, you're like, "What the fuck is this?" Then you realise only the Friday premieres, get, <laughs> exactly. only Friday premieres, good, and the other yeah. stuff is just straight, straight to, I can call it straight, straight to, to stream. stream, kind of. Kind of <laughs> but kind of no, do you know what I mean? though? so uh, it, it, there's going to be a couple of beauties in there. I've no doubt about it. But like I said, I'm, you know. Shame on me if they fool me twice, that's what I'm saying. I'm not falling for this again. This guy got me over Christmas. I'm not having it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I saw WandaVision. I don't know if you've seen it yet. Um, I haven't, but I've seen some stuff. Well, kind of pleasantly um, good. I'll ask the other news. um, We had a really teaser trailer that uh, kind of of away from films, but not. um, There's going to be an Indiana Jones game, which I'm more excited about a new Indiana Jones film. Well, well, I think sometimes um, doing games is a better way because you can um, sort of keep the universe alive and, and people can have fun. Like, um, there's an Evil Dead game, isn't there? That, that sounds um, there is amazing. Have you seen any of that? Uh, no, I've not seen it. I've heard about it, though. Yeah, no, that looks really good. It looks crazy good. You could be Ash and about three other people, but you kind of think, mm, do you just want to be Ash? But um, that, yeah, that's really if you're wild. With a dead game, it's the only character you want to be, right? Yeah, you can play online. It's very similar to um, Friday the Yeah, so basically you're in, you're in the cabin in the woods and stuff like that. I'll send you some bits because oh. I know that you and me will have a lots of fun. He's laughing now. He's yeah. laughing now. Give me a lot of fun. Yeah. A lot of fun doing yeah. that. Um, yeah, One Division. Um, it's, it's nothing like you've seen for years, but with a tad of darkness. And I think it's going to get more dark as it goes on. So I think episode one, cheesy, and then just, yeah. I, I enjoyed it. Every Friday, um, well, yeah. Everything that um, Marvel does serves a purpose, isn't it? It's as simple as that. So if you think this is just going to be some silly, sort of like tongue-in-cheek, sort of sitcom thing, you're wrong. Everything they do serves a purpose. So this will twist and turn and take you into like you said a dark place it, it's gonna it'll, I think reality totally. will catch up with it quick and it'll be you know an amazing show yeah. that'll give you sight for all the other 62 things they announced there'll be a four hour um, finale yeah in black and white it's, um, hallelujah um, I watched Night Stalker have you heard about Night Stalker oh in a voice I, I, I've heard it's supposed to be really dark it is dark I mean obviously I saw the trailer ages ago so I was excited about it I think it's like a four parter I watched it, but um, yeah, fascinating story. I think I was actually out in LA during it. I even wasn't even aware about it, but yeah. Is it a proper full-on documentary? Is it reenactment kind of? Oh, it's, it's full-on documentary, real, real footage, left, right, and centre. And oh. uh, it could have been turned into. I think it could have been an amazing TV series. 
Oh, is it a film? Is it like a, a feature-length documentary? It's no, it's four it's parts. A... It's a four-part documentary. Oh, okay. Basically. I already said that. Sorry. <laughs> That's all right. You're excited. We all are. Yeah, I, I, I've heard about that. Um, I've just been... Um, a funny story, but kind of not. Um, started watching um, Married at First Sight Australia. Yeah. Got completely gripped about it. Thinking um, we're coming near the end of it, episode 10, to find out... Actually, Channel Four is showing it every night. There's actually forty episodes. Yeah, sixty-eight minutes. Sixty-eight minutes a pop. Um, not, so that's a thing. I'm aware. I'm, I'm very much aware of it. <laughs> I just I wasn't aware of like forty episodes. Um, yeah. So um, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I would, um, my mum and dad are big into that. It's a, it's, it's a lot. It's like um, oh, what they called it? Oh, what was the Love Is Blind on steroids? Netflix is Love Is Blind, but. This is actually on like steroids. It's, it's insane. I think they've started auditions for Love Is Blind too. Oh, that's a thing. All over. I'm all. I'm all. I'm there for it. Yeah, so that's happening a year. I'm there for it. And also, saying that we excite you. Um, watch Cobra Kai season one. Oh, what do you think of it? I really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. Started season two in season two now. So obviously, but um, yeah, and no, I really enjoyed it. Sunny, really bingeable, right? Really easy to watch. Short episodes. Very bingeable. Flipping between that Night Stalker and Seven, I was mentally all over the place. If I'm honest, <laughs> that's quite. A, that's quite a quite a mixture. I of, must admit, um... I, I binged. Um, we binged Night Stalker. We watched like all four episodes, and then I was like, oh yeah, should we watch Seven? And it was quite. Um, yeah, definitely worth going for a walk after all that. So it was hard <laughs> to take in. Cobra Kai is a lot more, a bit more Cobra Kai was nice to fall back on so I'm not going to lie it's good to get back in the dojo even though um, Daniel son is a twat he is but he always was a twat I know I just I don't really fan of his karate and I feel like he's got really long arms he's got a great soundtrack right he's got amazing nice soundtrack yeah no, no he's a great soundtrack some absolute um, some bangers in there it's very very cleverly done it's sort of um, of set modern day but you very much can, there's good ties to the 80s and that by just um, music and headbands. It's, um, yeah, I like it. Just want to talk about Cobra Kai now, but we've got other things to talk about. But yeah, well, we I'm well excited well, you've seen it. Well, we'll, I'll get there, mate. I'm, I'm listening through this. Won't be for long, we'll do a, a Cobra Kai. Tomorrow, I know how addictive it is. <laughs> Let's wrap up the show. The film's all right. Come on. <laughs> um, and then we'll, we'll wrap up this week's news with um, this week in film and other stuff. Um, so in 1961, did you know the first episode of the Dick Van Dyke show was released? Yeah, I was at the premiere. <laughs> I remember that being on bloody well. Oh. Um, in 1983, the A-Team premiered on NBC. That's weird. A- age-wise, like, I-, I don't feel like I should remember that as vividly as what I do. Because we would have been like ridiculously young. We'd have been one. Well, yeah, I know, but I didn't want to, you know. But I just, yeah, we would have been one. So I don't know why. I mean, I don't know how long did the 18 go on for? Went on for a while. They never killed anyone, did they? (laughs) I think one person, if it was one person in the finale, didn't they kill him in the helicopter or something? Let's have a look. I've never even seen the movie. Oh, the movie Rampage. Yeah. Maybe anyone did. (laughs) So 1983 to 1987. That's all oh, right. That was a four. How many episodes? But then, but then, like ninety-eight episodes. That's pretty. But it made Mister T like a household name. 
Well, we, yeah, was like we said, we were surprised that we found out who was in Rocky first, wasn't it? Oh yeah, yeah, massively that, surprised. We talked about back in the um, Rocky episode with Benjamin. Go check it out. And talking about um, Benjamin. Talking about Benjamin. No, talking February. about wrestling. Oh. In, in 1992, Nature Boy Ric Flair became WWF champion at the Royal Rumble. This is the greatest moment of my life. We're tearing my eyes. All right, question. What number did he come in as? Number three. Yeah, my man. Um, Man, that does not feel like 1992. It does in a way, because look, at he's nearly dead. Um, All right, Jesus. <laughs> um, he's older. But yeah. That's probably one of the best Royal Rumbles, right? Um, do you know what? A lot of people love that, but it's actually probably one of my least favourite Royal Rumbles. Hogan and Sid, like, throwing each other out. All I remember about that was... Royal Rumble is Greg Dana Valentine being in it for fucking hours. That's all I remember about that Royal Rumble. I just, just for some reason, just really just not liking Greg Dana Valentine. I'm just thinking, why is he still in there? Because it was only, like, until recently, the only Royal Rumble where you won the belt for winning it. It was like, didn't Triple H? No. Triple H, yeah, Triple H, yeah, Triple H, why not? And they won the belt, yeah, he came back, didn't he, number 30. It must be about five years ago now. Something along the lines of that. Rumble's oh, only a couple of weeks ago as well. Oh, All crazy. Hell, rumble. Um, in 1994, Four Weddings and a Funeral starring Hugh Grant premieres at the Sundance Film Festival. All I remember about Four Weddings and a Funeral is he says, fuck, fuck, fuck about... 20 times in the opening scene because you slept in. <laughs> um, in two months, number one for about 20 weeks. <laughs> what was on it? It was number one forever. Yeah. Um, I'm feeling in my finger. There you go. I'm in my toe. Didn't wait, I think where we went, even like took it off sale to stop it because they were getting wound up. They didn't want it to be number one for that long. Which is so it's weird because I, money. I bet looking back on it, they'd probably um, It'd still be number one now if they didn't do that. <laughs> it big for another week of that, wouldn't they? Eh? Yeah, except before that, another film was number one for ages, Brian Adams. Oh. Everything I do, I do it for you. Yeah, that was From the one. Um... Robin and Prince of Thieves. I didn't think it was that bad a film. Everyone hates it. I watched that the other week. Um, Going by Robin Hood films nowadays, I think it's probably one of the best ones. I watched, I watched it. it was on TV. I actually watched that the other week. And oh, um, really? I remember we rented it and, and the credits were on. And um, they started playing that song in the credits. And my mum wouldn't let me turn it off because she was like, you never know when you hear this song again. Because it was before the time of the music channels and all that. And I thought it was number one for about 30 weeks. <laughs> Bless her. <laughs> um... In 2001, cult film Donnie Darko starring Jake Gyllenhaal premise at the Sundance Film Festival. Oh. I still don't know what that film's about. I need to give that film a rewatch. Interesting thing, I went to a uh, Comic-Con convention and there was a guy dressed as Donnie Darko and every time I saw him walk past, they put over the music and filmed him walking around with Mad World. <laughs> it's part of my day documentary. Uh, oh, it's not I much. Christ- I still can't believe they got to Christmas number one. Yeah, that was that was, um, that was beginning of the end for Christmas number ones, wasn't it? Really, that beat the um the darkness, didn't it? Like, oh, it's, it's just, just um, just a pretty down number one. A beautiful version and all that, but um, fucking awful Christmas number one. It's not very festive, is it? No, it's a bit of a um, two thousand twenty number one. And 
let's wrap up, obviously, because about to start season three. But like in two thousand six, High School Musical premiered. Oh, but there was a Christmas special. There was a Christmas special for that High School Musical. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh. It's based on the TV show, though, so I don't think there's anyone important. But I would say we still got number three to um, watch. We do, we and also do. going back to this, anyway, ain't seen Lemonade Mouth. Go check that somewhere out because it's got a couple of bangers in that. Lemonade Mouth does have a couple of bangers. <laughs> I in still it. listen to um, it pops up on my recommendations all the time on YouTube. It's just every once in a while, I'll just throw one of them on. <laughs> it's got some absolutely great songs. I hate you so much for making me watch it. We do, we do have to do um season. We do have to do um. Number three, we still got to do bloody. We'll do the bo- we'll do the two. bonus episode of Camp Rock Two without rewatching it, just purely looking at our notes for the first time on air. Am I am I allowed to at least listen to the soundtrack and no notes? Um, <laughs> listen to the songs and try and remember. No, we have to try and remember the songs during it. Oh, I can't remember one of them. I, I remember when they're walking through the streets and they're like, Camp Rock, Camp Rock. I remember. I just remember the song he sings to her, like that he wants to get to know. She wants to get to know him, and he just sings. Yeah, just. Oh, we'll do that soon as a bonus episode because I'm sure it'd be funny enough to be funny. But people need people it. Want it. But that's um, yeah, that's 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 we can film and other stuff. That's Sweet it. Wait, Lord of Mine is a hell of a lot of news. It's not quite the Disney drop, but it's a good amount. Um, I guess it's only time for one thing. That's time to get into Seven, the film. Hey, you got to say the full title. The film indeed. It's confusing yeah. otherwise. Right, let's do this. Seven. <laughs> See, that's, that's the new one. <laughs> Paid a lot of money for intro. Um, do you know what, um, on a side note before we get into this, I like the fact that um, when we were discussing this film like um, all week, you actually spell it like with the, the seven instead of the V. Do you know why I did that? Because when I'm searching the internet for, for facts and toys and stuff like that, I found rather than putting seven toys and just getting loads of pictures of just seven to- like the number seven toys, that's the easiest way to find things about this. See, I, I would put it as the number, like the word seven for the number and put like seven the film or seven the film action figures. I searched like that. This 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 found the easier way to put the seven rather than the V in. Yeah, that time. works. It works. We both got results, though. We did get results. Or did we? It's, um, it's, it's an, uh, yeah. Oh, Jesus, tell me about Seven Griff. I need the synopsis for fuck's sake. So Seven was released 15th of September 1995 in America, 5th of January 1996 in the UK. It's directed by David Fincher, which um, his only other real movie up to this point, apart from those are short films, was Alien 3. Oh, um, made me throw then up. Then went on to direct um, big, massive films like Fight Club, Zodiac, Panic Room, Social Network, Gone Girl. Um, yeah, David Fincher's um, went on to do quite some some powers. He did the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo re, like remake. Um, yeah, David Fincher's um, you know, play around. Uh, written by Andrew Kevin Walker. Um, 
did nothing really before this, notable. And after this, he went on to um, write the Nicolas Cage movie, Eight Millimeter, and um, Tim Burton's um, Sleepy Hollow. It was um, starring Brad Pitt as Detective David Mills, Morgan Freeman as Detective, Detective Lieutenant William Somerset, Gwyneth Petrow as Tracy Mills, and Kevin Spacey as John Doe. It's about two detectives, a rookie and a veteran, hunt a several serial killer who uses the seven deadly sins as his motives. And the tagline was, um, Detective Somerset is looking for a way out. Detective David Mills is looking for a way in. Now they're caught in a game with a price of sin is death. Had a budget of $33 million. In its opening weekend, it made $30 million, but its worldwide gross was $327 million. Actually opened the same week as um, Showgirls. Oh, starring Olympus Berkeley. Starring Olympus Berkeley, yeah. In between same. a year when the others were at college and she was off stripping to make some money. She was off stripping. Oh. Notorious well, on a side film. note, get well screech, isn't it? Yeah, definitely get well screech. It's um heartbreaking bad news. Um yeah, bless him. Hope he makes a full speedy recovery. Keep fighting exactly. screech. Exactly. Zoinks. Um but yeah, seven um, my memories of it. I don't think I watched this. Until after Fight Club, I I think when I saw Fight Club, which I was kind of is one of my favourite films of all time, I think I wanted to see like what the director had like. I was a big fan of Brad Pitt as well, so I I, I definitely didn't see this at the cinema. I definitely didn't probably didn't see it in '95. I probably saw this more closer to 2000 on DVD. Yeah, no, that's not an awful shout. Um, I was. Um, I'd, I'd say I, I was late to the party with this. Definitely late to the party, and I definitely. I feel like I watch this every kind of few years, and I feel like there's a lot of stuff I forget, but not because the things are forgetful. And I'm glad for it, really, because the shock factor is still there. But it's not like there's hardly any bits that I'm waiting to happen, which is good. Uh, I must say, like. Detect- to have a name like Detective Somerset's pretty badass. Yeah, I I, I don't know why. I, I just love the, I just love the fact that he's like Detective Somerset. And I forgot like we watched. I forgot how little Gwyneth Paltrow's in it. Yeah, just enough, and that he's just enough. Um, but it's a, it's a dark film, right? It's extremely dark film. It's extremely um. Dark film. I mean, you've got a um, a killer who basically wants to get caught and makes everyone part of the game. It's it's, um, it's good that they actually they sit you down and take you on the journey, like like fully. It's not just uh, you know, you you find out how like um, the way they they do the library book connection thing to kind of speed up finding out who it was. Do you notice who's in the library? You know they've got the cops above? Yeah. Oh, fuck, the driver from Speed, who gets shot. Mm. I don't know what other films, whatever he's been in, but I'm like, oh, that's the driver from from, from Speed. Love that. Um, which I thought was a shot. But you say, like, the most notorious killer, right? 
how many people does he kill? Yeah, this is true. Yeah, he makes he make he makes someone like eat himself to I guess to to death almost. Yeah, I mean, um, so it's Charles Manson, isn't it? Charles Manson didn't actually kill anyone. I suppose it's more torture. Like I don't know. He's just I I. Whenever I think of Seven, the first thing in my mind is the knife. Um, what I think Seven does amazing is all the kind of deaths are done, like all the killings or whatever you want to call it, how people die, is done off camera. And your imagination is just there. And I mean, the, the knife strap-on haunts me to this, this day. This is the thing, though. I mean, we've been through this before where, like... Um... My favourite horror is horrors that you don't really see, which is why I sort of tuned out of the um, the Saw franchise because I, I felt like it was trying to top itself rather than a real horror should take you to your sort of darkest place mm. and you to your fears if it's done like correctly. You shouldn't have to show like too much. It sort of it can ruin it. You know, I think there's an art to this, which I'm a big fan of his favorite another time i guess but um yeah like i said things like this that it's very much like you said everything is is left to what you you thought happened like you you have to imagine this guy eating himself to death you have to imagine obviously sort of the knife sort of strap on and you don't see any shots of her like dead or anything like that it's um it's all just completely in your mind what's happened and i i, I think in situations like this that's a lot lot stronger the only, I suppose, the only kind of death you will see is when Brad Pitt kills Kevin Spacey. Yeah, and um, again, it's it's even that's like super clever the way that's done when it's, it's all, it's, all it's clicks better. together. Um, who's the guy laying in bed with the air fresheners? Oh, the um, yeah. Well, what death is that? Yeah, it's oh, not, not uh, gluttony. It's not gluttony. It's um. That's a fucking. Yeah, but anyway, did oh. you notice his um, real arm? No. Basically, you, if you watch back, you can see he's got like the fake arm hanging out of the bed and the shirt tucked over. But there's actually a shot where you can see his um, real arm laying next to his body and the fake arm hanging out. Where obviously he didn't tuck the shirt over. Oh. Yeah. No, I know. I noticed it. I see that. That's pretty clever. Yeah. Or, yeah. or is it? No. Grew an extra arm, isn't it? Um. It's just, I just, it's so a clever, like, not a mystery. Like, obviously, again, my other memory of the film, I remember watching it because it's back before, like, the internet and reading about films before you see them. I had no clue Kevin Spacey was even in it. It's very clever. He's not, he's not on the, the DVD, doesn't even, like, announce him, like, on the back of the case. He, he doesn't get mentioned at the beginning of the film and, like, the, opening credits and then it's like how big an actor to like not even be announced well as you say there's probably a lot of films doing that with him now so um, <laughs> I think Seven were trendsetters with that one but um... <laughs> he gets announced he does get announced in the credit twice I think to make up for like yeah, he does but it was big I mean the, the scene when you know he's in sort of sort of the hall and sort of shouts and he's got the blood over him he's like here I am and all this it's this Detective, <laughs> and just I've had the scene where they're um, they're having dinner. Somerset's coming over for dinner, 
and then the train goes over, and then it's all end up laughing, as in like you, you idiots, you just bought a shit house, and they all fucking laugh with me. <laughs> because we were only allowed here like in ten minute intervals. And just yeah. That that always gets to me. Um It was a good icebreaker, wasn't it? It was that first bit where they sort of almost like got along and it was a good sort of I don't get why all like his co workers hate Somerset. They're like, I can't wait for you to finish. I can't wait till you retire. It just. Well, I it's thought there was quite... going to be at the beginning where, like, um, sort of Brad Pitt got him the coffee and that. And um, <laughs> and he basically just said, no, I don't want it. And then Brad Pitt didn't want his coffee. I thought it was going to be about, uh, I sort of hoped there would be a bit later on where he got him a coffee and he sort of took it off him or something. Oh, mean... Yeah, because Brad Pitt's trying too hard to be like his bestest buddy. Yeah. And, and at the time, like, He's kind of more on the outside. Well, the um the office scene where obviously like Peter Patrick calls up and asks to speak to him is such a great scene, isn't it? Because you can just imagine just how awkward that would be. Like my wife wants to talk to you again. <laughs> Invites him around for dinner. Oh, and it's just like he just takes the call and he goes, Okay. And then Brad looks at him as in like Well, like what was disgusted? He goes, Oh, I've been fighting around for dinner. <laughs> she um yeah, she hangs up before even sort of talk to him again it's just like it's it's. I never get bored watching it it's definitely like you know you've got like Clockwork Orange we saw last week which is really dark and stuff like that this this kind of I know that's, it's time like Kubrick and it is kind of art like this is fucking clever shit this is clever shit and this is the, um, the graphics at the beginning are phenomenal um, and it ends up being a trademark of his yeah, like I, I love like you got like Fight Club with like gun down the gun barrel. Yeah, you got Panic Panic Room where like go through like keyholes and stuff like that. It's I've been a bit of a trademark of Fincher, but like yeah, the opening credits is like it's very powerful. Yeah, it's, it's really really well done. Um, I like it that it's not over complicated with finding the killer. It sorts itself out very quickly. Yeah, it's a two hour plus film. But even watching it sort of now again, it still went very fast. Not a long does, two hours. It does. You know, without sort of ragging on Clockwork Orange, because I, I love it for the sort of artistry that it is. It's a very long film. Yeah, well, this, as you say, it does it does fly by, and um, especially when obviously he hands himself in, John Doe. Yeah. It really does speed up. You think they're just having a chat in the back of the car and. You're just on that journey, especially when the box turns up. Like, oh, it's just so perfect, isn't it? A van scuttling down, you don't know what it is. It's literally just a guy doing a delivery to this random address. So, the build to the end is basically he's there and he's just like, there's two more bodies, and they're like, doesn't matter, we've got you, fuck you. And he's like, oh, there's two more bodies out there that you could have found, you chose not to. Oh, it was so, so clever. The build and the build. And when you sort of click the, uh, after it is the box, and um, we'll get to what's in the box, but um, after it's in the box is revealed and you realise that that Raph is the final sin. Morgan Freeman was like, he's won, he's won. Don't do it. Don't do it. He's won. Don't do it. Yeah, but he, he had to do it. You know, it's like, ah. Oh. It's mental. Just Brad, Brad Pitt's acting at that moment 
is absolutely insane. He's just fighting back like the composure. There's rumours that like he could. Well, I say we'll leave the the rumours of the box for now. We'll, we'll talk about that in a second. But that, that that moment's like amazing. Do you know Brad Pitt actually injured himself during the scene where he's running after what he knows to be John Doe when he goes for the window and he actually like severed his tendon, so they had to write him wearing a cast into the film. Oh wow. Which um which I thought was crazy. Yeah, big time. Um th- there's loads of stuff about like the number seven scattered about the movie. Um I think on the seventh minute I've got to off on my notes now. It just there's, there's seven or even though Brad Pitt did get paid um seven million to um be in the film. That's not a tidy summer change, is there? So to speak. Oh, it's just um oh, it's kind of just crazy. It's the um it's kind of like there's early bits where like he's in the library about the thirty sixth minute and that and he's reading mm. the book and it says sort of like seven children sort of slaying and that in the library book and stuff. And you think, is that sort of like telling you the ending? And then it sort of cuts to like, obviously, Gwyneth Paltrow. And it's just, all of it is like, I feel like it does tell you the ending throughout the film. Yeah, I think if you... If you really sort of go past it and sort of accept everything that you're seeing, I think you can almost sort of... You know, it's one of those that sort of tells you yeah, throughout. If you look at the words in the library books and stuff like that, so I sort of paused it to see what it was on, sort of rewound it a bit, and it will say things. We we can either read like too much into it, or you can read too little into it. But I think it is sort of fascinating the way it's awful. And I like I said, I like the fact that I know I said it a minute ago, but the fact that he was, they almost worked out who he was like fairly quick. Yeah, it didn't become this whole chase film. It was bigger than that. You know, mm. it was about the, the rivalry sort of thing. It wasn't necessarily the chase. And I feel like this film, I would be surprised if this is what led to um, the guys making Saw. I think it definitely influenced it. Uh, yeah. I think it's something very, very similar. Obviously, Saw is obviously this, like the volume sort of turned up because obviously they're, they're in the traps. But it's very much sort of based on you know, you get you're punished for who you are. You live your life as this person. You get punished for it, and it's not far off what these are. Mm. So I think there's very much a sore sort of vibe that can come from this. That it, it like this was, saw movie. Yeah, if this was yeah. made in like a saw thing, like if the saw remake was sort of similar to this, you'd be like, wow, that's like phenomenal saw movie. Do you know what I mean? Oh, definitely. You know, I wanted to do a sequel. Hey. Which I don't think would never have worked. Um, uh, but yeah, I think because of the money it made, I think they're going to have like more of like a spin-off like Detective Somerset. Uh, I don't know where you'd go with it. I, I just think no no matter like where you went with it, it's always always got this like in the background to compare it to. Yeah, I just I, I, I don't, don't, think it I would don't ever... know where you would you would go with it. I mean, all you, all you could have is um, a copycat killer. 
Mm. I guess. You know what I mean? I don't know. Like, uh, yeah, I, I just, uh, I, I think it raises the bar so much in this kind of genre. Uh, I, I just, yeah. Oh, massively. Let's get to, um, let's get to the box. Get to the box. So, what do you think's in there? Um, a serious answer. It has to be a head. I, I, I think it's a head. There are there are loads of rumours going around. That it's actually one of the dog's heads. I could see um, that because I thought when the dog was dead on the road, and he was just, he sort of just looked to him. Oh, that's nothing to do with me. I thought that might have been one of Brad Pitt's dogs. There is rumours about it. And I think it's open to interpretation, like what you think is is in the box. It's got to be her head. Um, her head's but, the only thing that I think would get that boom reaction straight away. If it was a dog's head, it would be sick, but it wouldn't, mm. it wouldn't, I don't know, it wouldn't be as powerful. If it was like the the baby, because I know people said it might be the baby, um, it would have taken too much of a look to work out what it was. Yeah. yeah, you'd have to tie the dots. You'd be like, "Oh, this is sick." Oh, it's that. Oh, Jamie, it'd be more like that. It wouldn't just be a, "Oh my god, I went to dinner with her. I know who she is." Yeah, yeah definitely. I, I... And there was like obviously there's rumours that. The, the head sculpt was actually made as well. Yeah, you saw that. And it was, didn't, didn't go to, um, didn't get wasted, should I say. Yeah, so we'll probably drop that on um, Instagram and Twitter. But that was interesting. A bit of knowledge. So I think, I think it has to be a head. I think that would be the most powerful sort of scene. Uh, and I do, again, I, I like the fact that they didn't show it. I appreciate that. It's kind of like with um, the briefcase in Pulp Fiction. I, I, I think I like the fact that it's it's open to your imagination. Yeah. And I, and I think, again, it goes with the whole movie where a lot is about your imagination. Exactly. And I reckon they filmed it. I reckon they have the footage of what's in the box. 100%. But For our movie coming out soon. Exactly, on HBO. But no, I reckon they... Um... They massively opted to say, do you know what? I reckon there's a cut they would have done with it. And there's a cut without it. They watched both, or probably on test screenings. And they probably realised when you didn't see it, it was so much more powerful. Because it is, it is so do... powerful. Hey, uh, arguably like, I don't know, top 10 powerful endings for this kind of genre. I think for any kind it's of genre. I think for any kind of genre. It, it just one of those endings that kind of leaves you like gobsmacked. And it like, was the um, <clears throat> again, but it has the rewatchability in the sense that when you know the ending, the conversation they have in the car going there is so much more powerful. It's so much more powerful. Yeah, because he's basically just sort of baiting him, like, "Oh, you haven't seen yet. You'll see. It'll be fine." It'd be like people like you. I don't give a fuck about you. You're like you won't. People forget you tomorrow. I'll forget you tomorrow. And he's like, "Oh, we'll see, we'll see." I love the chat in the, yeah, that that little chat in the cab. Oh, not the cab, the police yeah, car. It's, it's... He's like, "What's it like to be insane?" And just he goes, "You'd like it, wouldn't you?" Like I, I just, that whole 
like chat is just amazing. Exactly, and the fact that you know where it's leading and all this, it has got a um, <clears throat> has got a rewatchability that a lot of films don't have. Like you could almost watch it straight away again to try and pick up on things you missed. Oh, definitely. As if it was definitely. obvious the whole way through, you know, to see if you could see the sort of reporter again and how you realise that he fucked up by a shout at the report and giving him his whole name. Do you know who could have been John Doe? Who was considered? Jim Carrey. No, I think musician, bald. Maybe. <laughs> Michael Stipe from R.E.M. Oh. I, I, I can see it because I suppose it looks just like him. Um, but I, I, I don't know. Like, Kevin Spacey has a very good way of being smarmy. And like <laughs> looking down at you. Um, yeah, which um, is probably sounds really awkward now. Yeah, I was going to um, say that's what I That must be at the beginning using um, Nine Inch Nails was good. I don't think enough people use Nine Inch Nail fil- uh, songs in films. As soon as I heard it, I was just like, it's Nine Inch Nails. And um, yeah, more people should use um, their songs because they drop some absolute beasties. I just think. If you had to remake it, like I wouldn't change a thing. I I, I don't know if anything I'd want different. I just think the acting's great. I say I'm surprised, like you don't see a lot of Gwyneth Paltrow, but I think you you get enough of her to to care. And obviously, the fact you do find that little bit that she's pregnant, yeah, it, it adds to that. Like, okay, is the character now like I care about? Yeah, I mean, it's 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 the thing, isn't it? It's um, it's again, it's a common thing in horror movies that you do, you do you do certain strategic moves to make you straight away have connection with people that are going to die. So if she dies, it's sad. If you find out she's pregnant and she dies, it increases it massively. Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake did the same sort of thing. Um, he died, and it was sad. But then you found out he had an engagement ring and he was finally going to ask her to marry after all the teasing. And you suddenly had this massive sense of loss because they were finally going to settle down and be this new sort of start and all that. It's clever, um, clever quick movements for you to have massive reactions and relationships with these characters if you've got to speed it up quick time. It's um, very cleverly done. I definitely think it's um, some of the, all three of them, like the three, I suppose four of them, really. But I definitely think, with the exception of Usual Suspects, it's probably one of Spacey's best films. With the exception of like Shawshank Redemption, probably one of Morgan Freeman's, and apart from Fight Club, probably Brad Pitt's. But Brad Pitt's had quite a strong. He's done, he's done a couple of Brad Pitt. I'd still put it up there. It's you know, even it would be down to opinions, but it'd always be in the conversation. What's the box? Oh, we did ask people like what was in the box. Yeah. Um. A lot of people use that question to tell us how much they love the film. I didn't think they kind of got got the questions. Um, there was a lot of love for the film in the box. There was a lot of love for the film in the box. Um, we did get on on Instagram. Friend of the show, Nick, um, said it was a cat. <laughs> cat in the box. Um, quite a few people like like originally like. Lazy Holly were the first people to put it up there. But um, got a lot of dick in the box, but gifts. Yeah, it's begging for it, isn't it? Um, 
but apart from that, we we just got like a whole load of people like lo- loving the film. Um, best film ever. Um, I'll write up my podcast center just an image of Gwyneth Paltrow, thinking like he's in the box. Mind Bloom loves the film. Um, Hans Groover loved the film. Yeah, not a lot of people actually um, told us like what was in the box. It was looking for some funny answers, really. Um, and what is the funny? But, um, Gwyneth Paltrow actually went dressed as the box in 2017 for Halloween, which was clever. Oh, so, yeah, I saw you. I remember you saying that. I tell you, I was going to try and find a box and um, put my own answer in and put a copy of The Condemned in it. Oh, Jesus. I thought that I thought that would really work. That would work really fine. Take, take old Mikey Whitbrook in it. Still hasn't returned it, Mikey. Um, <laughs> DVD etiquette. Um, but that's seven. I, it's just for me, it's one of um, one of Finch's. Uh, mind you, Finch's got quite a high list of list of good films. But um, yeah, if you haven't seen Seven, I highly. Highly recommend it. It's on um, Netflix at the moment. I'm not sure if it's on Sky Cinema or not. But um, if you want a really good thriller, and it is a thriller, the Sevens, highly recommend it. Yeah, no, Zodiac. I think that's, it's a great film, amazing film, definitely worth um, watching time and time again. Damn. And the trailer was really good. Sorry, we didn't talk about the trailer. So we, went back, we went back and um, watched the trailer. And well, it's like nice, to, it's like, nice to see the moment. original trailers, isn't it? Because it's a different world. Like some of them are just like so crazy. Because we were only thirteen when this came out, which is probably why we didn't see it at the cinema, <laughs> unless the cinema was really bad and didn't like let us in. Um, but I'd like to think like if that trailer was this t- today, like I'd I'd be all over this. Yeah, no, it was. Um, it had enough in there. I enjoyed it. Pitt Freeman. And like loads of darkness sold. Where do I sign up? That bit. Um, yeah. Oh, right. I guess that's um, season two done. Season two done. And then we um, come on to big announcement. The big announcement is the next season in what we are doing. And season three for the Paul and Griff show is none other than one degree of separation. What this means is starting with this film and starting with Griff in a minute, um, each week the other co-host has to pick the next film for us to watch with a connection to um, the previous film. So, um, I don't know, for example, we could have done Armageddon and the connection could have been Bruce Willis, which taken us to say Die Hard, and then the connection could have been like where it was filmed, like City, and we could have done a film off that. So it always has to be a degree of separation. We are setting ourselves rules in the sense that, for example, if like Bruce Willis was done and it fell back to another film with Bruce Willis in, whoever picked couldn't pick Bruce Willis again if you'd already picked him as the connection. If you pick like New York as the connection, you can't only pick. New York again. It has to be a different connection, so it makes it fresh. And it makes it so we're thinking outside the box a bit. No pun intended. And um, it's going to be a lot of fun. 
it's going to be a lot of fun. So we rotate it. It's obviously Griff's doing this week. So and every week at the end of the show, we're going to reveal what the next film is to the, the person the first time. If you hear our actual live um, reaction to the next film, we have to review. So obviously Griff does this one. Then I will do next week with a connection to the film that he picks and so on and so forth. And it's going to be, um, it's going to be wild. We're going to sort of write out the rules maybe and post them on social media but it's gonna it's gonna be a journey it's gonna take us all over the place and um it's gonna lead to some interesting films i think it's an um i make no apologies to start off with oh so this is happening live so all right let's do this it's happening live um i probably at first i went for something really obvious that i think everyone probably think i went for um but i didn't what do you what did you think i'd go for well, during the show, I'm suddenly thinking you're going to go for speed. No, I think I was going to go I didn't even think about that. You said um, he dropped that clagger. I thought, oh, here we go. We're hitting up the speed. No, I I went for like Brad Pitt and his extensive catalogue. Oh. His extensive catalogue. I went to go for like one of my favourite films, but I was like, I thought that's too obvious of me. And then I went for a film that I do love. I think it's amazing. Not enough people talk about it. Um, he took a pay cut to be in it. <laughs> the next film we're doing, and it is on, um, it's on Netflix, is Guy Ritchie's Snatch. Oh, I'm all right with that. What am I fucking caring for if I wills? Um, so, yeah, I love the film. Really, I suppose I shouldn't say this. I suppose, I suppose it's obvious I love the film, but I've chosen it. Not necessarily. But, um, I'm going to throw some shit out there that I haven't even seen. We're going to be dissecting and chatting about the Guy Ritchie movie Snatch. Oh, no, I'm looking forward to that. So next week we're doing Snatch. And then obviously at the end of the show, I will find a connection to Snatch to do the next film after that and so on and so forth. Um, season three is going to be wild. This This might just be us for the duration now. We might be forever in season three, but um, unless we veto so many, so many things, and we end up being checkmate. Well, unless, every... yeah, I mean, who knows? If one of these characters does a voiceover in My Little Pony, I'm just saying, mate, this could take. That's it. Care. Brad Pitt now. Brad Pitt's gone. He's on. He's on. He's on the. Um, well, what, the what's, what's the rulings for this though? Because I think we. Sh- it should be. Is Brad Pitt just gone completely, or is he just gone for gone you? He's gone completely, but that doesn't mean like he can't appear in any movie. Just the link of Brad Pitt's gone. Oh, or we mate, can, it's a... up to you. You can do it just for me. You can do it. You can do it just for me. No, I think. I think let's try. Gone completely with the option to be reviewed if we get ourselves in Shit's Creek. <laughs> we get. But I almost thought like, are we allowed one veto? Like someone like says like, you got to come on with two films because you don't like it. You're allowed one like. Pass. No. no, no. All right, so yeah, let's do a list. So Brad Pitt's gone. That's fair. Let's do it. One and done. Let's make it wild. It's gone. The... And make it a bit of fun. There's so there's so many stuff. Like it could be like I don't know. This song was used. In, like, what do you call it? Um, no, I think don't do rejects. I think don't do spoilers. I think let's this every. I'm just doing examples, but it could be same song, same director, as you say, same. City same location, like, same car, same anything. Anything we can find that is a substantial connection, I think will lead us to the next film. 
and um, so, it'll be a lot of laugh. And I'm I'm looking forward to obviously I had this on for a couple of days. I'm looking forward to um hearing like be, hearing my reaction to your unveil next time. Yeah, I'm looking. For, but this is it now. As much as I'm looking forward to watching the film, I'm actually looking forward to actually doing research into the film to try and find an obscure connection to another film. There's obviously not Brad Pitt because that's gone. It's gone. There's, there is some other big stars in that movie. There is, but um, maybe it won't be the stars that I choose. Maybe not. Maybe not. Bum, bum, bum. Um, amazing stuff. Thank you very much. Um, excited for that. So excited for season three. I think it's going to be absolutely wild. Uh, if you want to run down everything that's going on and just get involved in the conversation, where can they find us on Instagram? On Instagram, you find us at Paul and Griff Show. And also, if they want to find us on the super active Twitter, where can they find us? At Paul and Griff Show. Beautiful. That is all you need to know. I'm Paul. That's Griff. Um, say it. Say you're Griff. I'm Griff. There we go. And um, what's in the box? Um, that's <laughs> it for now. Oh. Uh, let's box up that episode and wrap it all up yeah. in a tidy little bow. Oh, perfect. Bye.